blue wire. To the end zone he goes. Where Sammy is. Boyd with a great fake. Touchdown, Taj. Hopkins throws to Boyd. Lean means touchdown throwing machine tonight, and he's got another one. Boyd. Welcome back to the Taj Boy Podcast. I missed you guys. Been a little bit busy on this side, but I hope you've been well and I'm praying for safety and clarity over you during these challenging times. Look, I know there are a lot of things that are up in the air right now, and we just don't know what we don't know. So hopefully we start to get some clarity as well going forward. But obviously football season is also in jeopardy. A reporter reached out to me, asked me how important the spring and summer are to a football team's success and what it means now that everything is essentially at a standstill. And so I shared it with him, and now I want to share with you the two seasons before the actual football season and go somewhat in-depth about the things that you learned about yourself and about your teammates during that time frame. Um, if you haven't already, you know you can shoot me an email at the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram or Twitter at the TajPod, and make sure that you subscribe. You know, Let me know what you guys want to hear. We'll talk about all of this because, obviously, we all have nothing but time. And so here we go. Hope you enjoy as always, can't wait for the feedback. All right, this upcoming Saturday, April 4th, was supposed to be Clemson's annual orange and white spring game, where the young players and early enrollees get a taste of playing in front of the home crowd and getting their feet wet in a setting that they're not quite used to. But it's a completely different aura than just performing and competing in front of the coaching staff at practice. Completely different. I know because I played and I also know because I can vividly remember the bathroom stall starting to form lines about 45 minutes prior to kickoff. I mean, you almost had to put a reservation in like you were going out to a steakhouse. The Tiger Walk, pregame jitters, pregame meal, I mean, they got the best of us all. Now, it's an important game and a special day for many reasons. One, and this one is specifically for the early enrollees, you only get one first time suiting up and running down that hill, and it's really electrifying. To go from watching the games on TV to now being the kid running down that hill with full gear on, it's something that's hard to put in words. It's remarkable. It's special. It truly is. Two, the game is free, so it's bound to have a huge crowd of people who have been foaming at the mouth to put eyes on the latest and greatest recruits that they've been hearing about all offseason. And three, generally speaking, you get a chance to put your skills to the test in an unsupervised setting, which is huge for these young players. The coaches will see firsthand how much information and coaching that they absorb and can apply without having to be told a second and third time. You know the old Mike Tyson saying, everyone has a plan until they get hit? Well, now the coaches can evaluate these players through a different lens. How does a player respond to adversity? What happens when they find success? How would they handle it? Does the left tackle put his head down and quit when he whiffs on that DN and gets his quarterback killed? Does that DB let that one loss beat him twice when he bites on that double moves and give up a touchdown? Can that quarterback be consistent after a solid quarter? These are all questions that can be answered while performing in front of the masses and on national TV. These are the truly teachable moments. When I first took over as a starter, I thought that I put together a really good body of work during the spring. But you know what? Couldn't have been more wrong. The OC at the time, Chad Moore, said, look, if you can't find a way to get what I need you to get done, I'm going to find somebody that will. Was it a blow to the ego? Sure. But it also lit a fire in me that could have only happened under duress could have only happened during spring training. Now, unfortunately, that opportunity doesn't exist. The teach tape to improve upon isn't available. But what can you do? 
Everyone's in the same boat. And assuming that football season awaits us in the coming months, the teams that find ways to best adapt to the circumstances are going to prevail despite the obvious challenges. I mean, hopefully, these young men get the opportunity to put the band back together this summer. And speaking to that a little, I was just asked how important spring and summer workouts are for football teams as far as developing leadership, camaraderie, and building rapport with the teammates going into fall camp. And I'm just going to tell you, it is absolutely vital for success of the team going forward. But one is not like the other. All right, during the spring, you're guided and coached the whole way through, from the time that you rise in the wee hours of the morning to the moment that you lay it down and call it a night. The summer is a completely different beast. All right, your course load is lighter. There are less people on campus than any other time of the year. And the new kids on the block who didn't make it to campus in the winter are all here for the summer. And so you got the wide eyes of the rookies who are trying to navigate their way through life, through ball, through being away from home for the first time. And then you got the, the who's trying to take my job stare down, you know, happening from the veterans who've been trying to climb up the depth chart for the last couple of years. There's just a new dynamic altogether. And there's visuals and vocals on display during a summer grind that can't possibly play out when the coaching staff is on the scene. All right. You have all kinds of, of leaders in the summer. You got the proven leaders who earned their status through commitment and doing things the right way. You got the crop of guys who, because of seniority, thinks that they have the right to lead. And then you have the freshmen who are highly regarded and recruited, who believe that their opinion matters without proving anything. All right. And then you got the guys who just sit behind the scenes and just take everything in one day at a time and try to figure out which leadership technique works best. All right, there's all kinds of kinds. And the best thing about the summer is outside of the actual lifting weights part, everything else is player-led. I mean, I'm talking team meetings, seven-on-sevens, one-on-ones, film sessions, all player-led. And this is what separates one team from the next. This is winning the offseason. You got to decide who's leading, who's following, who's in the way. Who is taking what coach told them in the spring and is applying it to their summer routine? Who's willing to put in the extra work when everyone leaves to go home in the evening. And here's an important question. Who can accept being critiqued by a peer? Because it's one thing when a coach gets on your ass, but what happens when it comes from someone that's close to you in age? How are you going to act? I mean, I've seen every outcome, every response that could possibly be had. In that regard, I feel like Dr. Strange a little bit. It's supposed to be funny. Now, the teams that answer these questions best, the teams that find a way to coexist, the leaders who can pull the most out of their guys without coaches being present, the leaders who can get these individuals to rally for a common cause can find a way to put out fires and prevent them from spreading throughout camp. The teams, the leaders who can answer these questions and succeed in doing them, they find ways to be successful on and off the field. And you know what? It always works this way. When the smoke clears, you'll be exactly where you hope to be. So yeah, spring and summer are kind of a big deal. There's also the kids who are home right now. All right, they're, they don't necessarily have the nutrition that they need in order to maximize and optimize their potential. All right, you got some kids who need to gain weight, build muscle mass, lose fat, build muscle mass, guys that need to maintain all of these things that happen while they're on campus because of the nutrition staff being able to provide for them. And, you know, more often than not, you know, some of these kids don't have the availability and the access to be able to tap in and go to the dining hall and grab what they need whenever they they need it you know so it's a different dynamic i'm so interested to see how all of this plays out but the good and bad part about all of this is that it's a level playing field for everybody right now everybody's just trying to get through from one day to the next 
And, uh, you know, we all just hope that it works out for the best. But thank you for listening. Until next time. <laughs>